funeral fallout stemming from a funeral mass that was held for transgender activist Cecilia Gentili at St. Patrick's Cathedral last week. Well, now the archdiocese is condemning her funeral, saying that they were deceived into hosting the service. Fox News' Ashley Rodriguez has the latest on the controversy. But out as most St. Patrick's Cathedral parishioners would expect one to. But outrage would soon fester from the services held for 52-year-old Cecilia Gentili, a trans woman, an advocate for sex workers, and an outspoken atheist. Followed by speakers whose attire and words left old-school Catholics watching by live stream stunned as some of the mourners used inappropriate language in the eulogy, including a derogatory word for prostitute, over and over again. While the audience packed with fellow trans and LGBTQ members and allies roared in delight at the humor, members of the church balked. Bill Donahue from the more conservative Catholic League writing, Men dressed as women and women dressed as men. At the service, many of those in attendance dressed as hookers, danced in the aisles, sang Ave Cecilia when Ave Maria was sung. Parishioners heard about the service. They wanted to know how St. Patrick's could let this happen. We reached out and Rector Enrique Salvo sent us a statement. Thanks to so many who have let us know they share our outrage over the scandalous behavior at a funeral here at St. Patrick's Cathedral earlier this week. The cathedral only knew that family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such a sacrilegious and deceptive way. Cardinal Timothy Dolan, the Archbishop of New York, authorized a mass of reparation while the rector requests prayer as the event happened during Lent. Welcome to High Cheese. It's Friday, February 23rd, 2024. And they mock you. And they look down on you. You have no right to practice your religion. You have no right to have a religion as long as it's contrary to our beliefs. And this is going to be the ultimate failure of this uh, whole LGBTQ alphabet movement because they cannot tolerate Christianity or any other religion that doesn't feel the same way they do. And if they fail to respect religions and if they fail to respect people's opinion on their lifestyle, they will ultimately fail because Americans have a right to practice their religion. Whether you like it or not, whether they like it or not, they have a constitutional right to their beliefs. And this is just an actual, and this is just a disgrace. It's offensive. And this is just not about Catholics. This is about all Christians. These progressive left-wing movements are going after religion. Because what they believe in is the cornerstone of what this country is all about. And with that said, I want to go back to this uh, mockery of Catholicism where several eulogists just mock Christianity, mock Catholic saints, and whether you're Catholic or not, you should be offended by this. So let's go to this clip. This whore. This great whore. Saint Cecilia 
mother of all whores. And it's just shocking. This was done during a Catholic Mass. And by the way, where are all these liberal Catholic colleges? Where is their outrage on this? We haven't heard a peep from them regarding this. But this anti-Christian, anti-Catholic movement is pervasive. Whether it's in our institutions, whether it's with elected officials, it's pervasive. Not only on the federal level, it's on the uh, state level too. State bureaucracies. Look at the case in uh, Indiana where a devout Catholic couple had their child taken away because the child identified as a girl, but was born a boy. And Indiana's equivalent of child protective services took their child away because the parents would not accept the fact that their boy wants to identify as a girl. Now, from what I hear, this case is going to meander, hopefully, to the Supreme Court. And if you push back, you know what they're calling you today? A Christian nationalist. Now, this is just a made-up word by the left and the Democrat Party to go into the election. At first, they tried white Christian nationalists. Months ago, white Christian nationalists. Didn't work. So now they lopped off white and are just calling us Christian nationalists. So these Democrats and these left-wing Bolsheviks have a two-pronged attack going into the election. One is they're going to call us anti-democratic because we disagree with the institutions that big government has built. And the other prong is going to be calling anyone that wants to have religious values in their government is called a Christian nationalist. Like there's something bad with that. Now, with that said, I want to go to a clip. And this, this is how dumb they are. They're right in your face on this, and they're wrong. But I want to go to a clip. It's with a political journalist, Heidi Prisbella. And she comes out, and she's foolish and arrogant enough to say that there's something wrong with Christian nationalism. There's a distinction between Christians and Christian nationalists. That's what they want us to think. They're trying to split Christians. So let's go to this clip, and then we'll come back and discuss. You're going to hear words like Christian nationalism, like the new apostolic reformation. These are groups that you should get very, uh, very schooled on because they have a lot of power in Trump's circle. And the one thing that unites all of them, because there's many different groups orbiting Trump, but the thing that unites them as Christian nationalists, not Christians, by the way, because Christian nationalists is very different, Mm -hmm. is that they believe that our rights as Americans, as all human beings, don't come from any earthly authority. They don't come from Congress. They don't come from the Supreme Court. They come from God. Oh, Heidi, how wrong can you be? I guess Heidi has never read the Declaration of Independence. I guess she never read the history of common law, where the Bible has a profound effect on common law. And then she tries to draw a line of distinction between Christians and Christian nationalists. Who is she to say? Christian nationalists aren't Christians? And it's your term. It's not our term. And we're not going to be defined by your term. And then she goes on, and it wasn't in the clip, and she talks about natural law and how MLK during the civil rights movement 
identify natural law, rights given from God, to show us that no matter what race you are, people are equal. But natural law stops when you're against us politically, according to her. And Hollywood is on board with this Christian nationalism. Rob Reiner, remember him? Meathead. Well, he's come out with a movie about Christian nationalism and how bad it is. And this is coordinated. This movie's come out right before the election. It's been coordinated with the Democrats, coordinated with the media, coordinated with the deep state. So let's go to a clip with Meathead, and then we'll come back and discuss. Movement because it's not, uh, they not only frightened about it, it, it hurting democracy, but Christianity itself. And we show in the film that this movement was the foundation for January 6th. They were the moving elements that made January 6th and the insurrection happen. And now we have a Speaker of the House who is an avowed Christian nationalist. He even says that the uh, the teachings of the Bible and what he believes, that whatever he believes God's will is, uh, overtakes the Constitution, and that all decisions have to be made based on his thinking. So we have this now in uh, inculcated in our government, and Donald Trump is more than happy to be their mouthpiece, and we see this, this connection, and it's brought out in the film, and it's very scary because there's the possibility, and we talk about it in the film, that we could slip into an autocracy very easily. You hear this all the time and on your show and many other shows that the fight right now is between whether or not we preserve our democracy or we slip into a theocratic autocracy. That's what this movement wants. Well, guess what, Rob Reiner? No one's watching your movie. They're not interested. Now, there was a report that came out that said that this movie in the first week made only $32,000, something like that. But nobody is listening. Nobody believes your nonsense. Maybe in your echo chamber, but not the American people. And ultimately, what these people are trying to make people think that if you want to elect people that share your beliefs, your moral, your religious, your ethical beliefs, that's wrong. Or if you want your government run in a way that shares your moral, ethical, religious belief. That's wrong, too. And it comes down to this, and she said it. They don't think your rights come from God. They think your rights come from man. And it's self-serving, because they're the ones that are going to determine who gets what rights. And with that said, I want to turn to their perverted definition of democracy. Now, these people think that these huge bureaucracies, these huge institutions protect our democracy. They're part of our democracy. Well, guess what? There's nothing in the Constitution that says that we have to have these massive bureaucracies, amoral bureaucracies, institutions that are amoral, determining how we live, determining what our rights are. And if you question that, you're anti-democrat. Because the institutions that we've created, over, particularly over the past 40 years, they protect democracy. The deep state, these bureaucracies that hire their own attorneys to rubber stamp their decisions as, quote, legal. These institutions that go after their political enemies. Yeah, that protects democracy. All it does is give Washington more power because bureaucracies never die unless the people rise up and say enough. 
And if you want to clip the wings of these massive bureaucracies and these overbearing institutions, you're anti-democratic. Again, don't let them define you like that. And with that said, let's go to a clip with Joy Reid. And she's responding to a statement made by Jack Posobiec regarding the end of democracy. And part of it was tongue-in-cheek by Posobiec, and some of it was true. Because come November of this year, their definition of democracy will end. And the true form of democracy will start again. So let's go to this clip, and then we'll come back and discuss. It's hard to think of anything more repulsive than to see the attempt to overthrow American democracy reduced to player mode, stop the steal. These people are telling you exactly who they are, folks. Here's what MAGA Pizzagate influencer Jack Prasobiak said at one of the breakout sessions today. Welcome to the end of democracy. <laughs> We're here to overthrow it completely. We didn't get all the way there on January 6th, but we will, we, we will endeavor to, oh, forget, oh, to get rid oh. of it and replace it with, with this right here. We'll replace it with this right, right. here. Amen. That's right, because all glory, all glory is not to government, all glory to God. Mm. If their attempt to market dictatorship to Americans is successful, scaring is caring, we're in for a lot worse. Now, this is the end of democracy, according to Joy Reid. She has reported this in the past. Mass deportations of those illegals that have come in here. Estimated 11 million illegals. Trump wants to deport them once he starts office. But that's not democracy, according to Joy Reid. Gutting the EPA. That's not democratic to gut the EPA, according to Joy Reid. Trump wants ideological screening of immigrants, which is reasonable. You, don't, you want to make sure that you don't have communists coming in here. You want to make sure that you don't have people with bad intent for this country. But that's anti-democratic, according to Joy Reid. Dismantle the Department of Education. Not democratic. End critical race theory. Stopping gender ideology. That's not democracy. Teaching your kids that there are differences between the sexes and the roles of men and women in society. That's not democracy, according to Joy Reid. So my point is, when they point a finger at MAGA, Trump supporters being anti-democratic, this is what their definition of democracy is. So we shall see. Oh boy, the uh, deep state is really putting the Ukraine pressure on this past week. And a lot of it has to do with uh, Navalny, who was killed, murdered in a Siberian jail. And here's what really gets me. that You know, this guy Navalny was really not a great guy. He's really not somebody that you want your daughter to date. Now, there have been reports that he's anti-immigrant. He's marched with white nationalists in Russia. But the media is just going to look the other way as long as they can get that Ukraine funding. And let me tell you, these neocons over the past few weeks have really exposed what their endgame is. Their endgame is they want a kinetic war between the United States and Russia. They want to break up Russia into several pieces. Get rid of Putin, break up Russia. That's what they want. Now, I know that a lot of people don't like Henry Kissinger. I'm not a fan of Henry Kissinger. But he did say one thing that was wise, and it had to do with Russia. He goes, 
no, you, you don't want to break up Russia. This world will have real problems if we break up Russia. Now, again, I'm not a Putin supporter. He's not a nice guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he had something to do with the uh, killing of Navalny. But this is the end game for these neocons. They want a kinetic war between the United States and Russia. Now, you get the Department of Defense out there. Lloyd Austin has already said that, oh, well, our position is that we just want to degrade the abilities of Russia and get all these Ukrainians killed. All these poor Ukrainians killed just to degrade Russia. And you've got the military-industrial complex out there pushing, oh, it's great for the economy. Let's build some more weapons, get some more Ukrainians killed. But it's good for the economy. And this is what's being exposed over this past several weeks, several months over this question about whether to fund Ukraine. Now, the globalists are doing their job to help Ukraine. I just uh, read a report that said that the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, is going to give close to a billion dollars to Ukraine. My question is, is it going to be humanitarian aid or is it going to be military aid? Or is it going to be financial aid that flows into military aid? But this is an unwinnable war for Ukraine. They have to settle. And you have to understand the end game is for many people in power in Washington. They won't be happy until American boots are on the ground in Ukraine. That's just absurd. So we shall see. Now, Donald Trump has given the left some talking points about his comments about retribution. And again, they've taken it out of context. And they said, oh, Donald Trump is going to start throwing people in jail. People that hate him, people that don't like him. He's going to start throwing all these people in jail. And Trump just kneecapped that talking point for the Democrats this week at the town hall meeting with Laura Ingram. And with that said, let's go to a clip where he talks about retribution. Our country is so divided right now. I know you have suffered endless attacks, no doubt. But how can you assure independent and undecided voters that your focus as president will be on improving the state of our country and not settling those old scores? <laughs> it's an interesting question, I must say. Look. But the question about score settling, a lot, a lot of women, you know, they don't, a lot of women voters, they don't like the name calling, they don't like the score settling, they just, they love your policies. And they just want Trump's policies, maybe not so much of the other stuff. So I think that's what the, the question, well, no, if but, you don't mind my asking, I think that's what she's getting well, at. Well, but, but also you want to say, how do you get together? We're going to get together through success. Uh, I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. And with that said, thank you very much for listening. You have a good week, and I will talk to you next Saturday.